This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. A woman of many dreams, far less disturbing. Uh, Ashley Homan, she's one-fourth of the band So Pretty. She runs the Pretty Pit Skillshare on, um, you can check that out on Facebook for women and women-identified uh, persons. You can come and share some skills, whatever it is, woodwork, excel, teach other people. Guys, give a big round of applause. Ashley Homan. Hi guys, I, I'm not exactly used to this. I'm used to screaming at people on stage, so this is gonna be far more scary. All right, first dreams. Um, as a child, I was really, really good at exactly two things. Starting fires and telling stories. I'm still good at both. For those unfamiliar, setting fires it requires a spark and fuel. You need something to start it, and you need something to keep it going. And for those of you unfamiliar with stories, I hope none of you are, you're at a storytelling event, um, stories require convincing anyone around you of plausible lies about yourself and to care about something that they shouldn't. So, when I was about four or five years old, um, I had a neighborhood friend, and he helped me actually set a fire. This was not my first, but it would not be my last. It was under my house's like overhang, you know how those bungalows have that space where you can kind of crawl under if you're a kid and pretend you're like, I don't know, like in a cave or something. Um, I didn't want to hurt anybody. Like that's the misconception. Like fires are not necessarily all, like we're not all arsonists. I just thought it was really, really cool to see something spark and get bigger and bigger. And I liked being able to create something that was kind of out of nothing. And I like that it was dangerous. I still, to this day, I have a talent for talking people into pretty dangerous tasks. People say it's my enthusiasm. I don't know if I agree with that. It might just be my aggressive nature. Uh, I, I would like to think it's a gift. It's something that's gotten me pretty far. But when my dad found out that I was setting a fire underneath our house and everyone was inside, mostly because I kept coming in and out of the house trying to get water to make sure it didn't get out of control. And he's like, God, she's really thirsty. She's never this thirsty. Um, he came outside, and I could tell he was really mad because he spanked the living hell out of me. And this was back, this was in the 80s, guys. This is when we, like, people still spank their kids. Um, but I think, I want to think that he was a little proud of my recruiting skills. <laughs> I'd gotten someone a little bit older than me to do my dirty work. What does that have to do with dreams? Well, growing up every day, every single time I saw a movie or a book, my dreams would change. I don't really recollect having one first dream, that thing where you're like, that, I'm going to do that when I get older. Um, although I probably should have thought about being a firefighter. Um, every day I would wake up and I would, I would see something and I, I would want to do it. Whether it was someone walking by me who, you know, was a police officer. I don't want to be a cop anymore. Um, whether it was a movie and I saw an actress, I'm like, I want to do that. You know, I, I, I wanted to be a doctor, an actress, an athlete, a mermaid, and it really just depended on the day. And because of that, my parents, God bless them, 
aside from putting out all my fires. They never tried to steer me in any one direction. They never like put any expectations on me because probably because they were either too tired or um, they knew that the next day I would change my mind anyway. I'm really grateful for that. Now, what does this have to do with stories? The way that you realize your dreams, or at least I did, is I would tell these really elaborate stories to kind of accompany the dreams, and making them up made them real in my mind. So anyone who would listen, just like now, I would tell them, this is my dream. And this is how I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to have this, and I'm, I'm going to do this, and this person's going to be my friend, and I'm going to dress like this. And the more you start telling these stories, which I told you again are just plausible lies, the more real those dreams became. And even though I hadn't done any of those things yet, because I was still a child, um, they seemed real. So telling those stories made my dreams a reality. I would become a vet with like hundreds of puppies, in my mind, I would be one of the uh, performers on MTV back when they had videos with backup dancers and choreography and, you know, like, you know, Janet Jackson. And, and one year, I remember thinking, I want to be a whitewater rafter kayaker videographer. Because <laughs> that is a real fucking job, people. That is a real job. And that was going to be my job for like two days. I was sure. These really fanciful stories and and dreams that kind of went hand in hand, made all these things seem possible, but what did that turn into later on? Fast forward, years pass slowly. I've tried a lot of stuff, I've dabbled in so many things, and it makes me happy, but it didn't become like the dream. Slowly, subtly, I finally met someone whose dreams were my dreams. Our story was my story. And I did what you do when you find someone whose dream is your dream and your story is your story. You marry them. That's what you do. Everybody tells you if you have the same dreams. It doesn't matter if the person's like blowing smoke up your ass or if the dreams are not real. Because once again, dreams and stories, they're just plausible lies. And slowly, this person started to take all of those dreams that I woke up every day and had, and they started to extinguish them, just like little flames. Really, really subtly. His tactics are the same tactics that anyone who tells you you should either. You need to live your dreams. Or you need to get a real job. You need to put those dreams aside. You need to start thinking, you know, be, be sensible. Be, be, be not a dreamer. He used to tell me I'm not dedicated enough to achieve those dreams. That if I wanted them... I would have to work harder. I'd have to sacrifice. I'd have to suffer. I would have to take everything that I wanted and I would have to work at it day and fucking night. And I would have to do it so strenuously that it would suck all the joy out of it. He didn't say that, but that was the implication. That if you have a dream, it's not a dream unless you are suffering for it and you hurt for it every day and you make money at it. Now, this had absolutely nothing to do with the dreams I had growing up, so I was a little confused, but our story was my story, and his dreams were my dreams, and I figured go along with it. He used to tell me, I'm too lazy. I'm too loud. I'm too smart. I'm too big. I'm inattentive and forgetful. These things are still true, and I'm not driven. And that was our story every day, my story every day for 10 years. And one of the biggest lies he told me, was that I couldn't sing, 
or rather, he didn't say I couldn't sing. That's not how you kill a dream. You tell someone they're too pitchy. You tell them that they're off key, that they're thin, and that they have a not traditional sounding voice. You tell them if they were just dedicated enough that they could realize that dream. Well, I love to sing. I still do. But this man's dream was to kill one of mine. And eventually, I had had enough. There was no real catalyst. Just one day, you wake up and you realize you don't have any dreams left, not any that belong to you. So I decided to tell another story, a better story, one where I took this thin, reedy, off-key and pitchy voice and my unrealistic, undedicated, undriven dreams, and I left. And then one night, several months after I decided that that was probably where my dreams had died, was with that person. I went to a show, and I saw a woman standing on stage, and she wasn't making money at what she was doing, and if it was, it wasn't a lot. And again, finally I thought, I can do that. I could totally do that. And that little voice that I had when I was younger that used to tell stories about my dreams started to tell one in my head again. And then I found other people who wanted to tell that story with me, who wanted to take those flames that that man had extinguished and start a fire. And I decided that I would sing. And I would scream, and I would dream, and then I'd dream again, and then tomorrow I would change my mind. Because your dream doesn't have to be your whole life. It doesn't have to be. It can be your weekend gig. It can be your hobby. It can be your night out. Your dreams don't die when you have kids and they don't die because you don't spend every day practicing, standing on stage, and making money so that people know your name. See, ultimately, the first, last, and only dream for me is the freedom. The freedom to make up my story as I go along that plausible lie that could become true because I believe it. And just like all those little fires that I set when I was a kid, I hope that these ideas catch and it spreads to all of you. Now, the song that I picked is because of two things. Uh, I change my mind all the time about what I want to do. And the man who wrote this, a Mr. Jack White, uh, changes his mind like every day about what band he's going to be in and if he's a record label owner or if he's a star, he's a singer, he's an actor, I don't know. And you know what? I, good for him. I'm happy. I'm happy that someone has that exact same dream. But mostly I chose this song because the woman who is in this band and also helped write this song was told for a really long time that she couldn't play drums. And I don't think she gives a fuck and neither do I.
You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Ashley Holman, and The First Time 4 performed Icky Thump by The White Stripes. The First Time 4 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.